What if one wants the benefits of a traditional five-day classical Christian school, but also wants more days just to be at home, a more affordable tuition, and the option of homeschooling? There is a new way, and it's called the Bridge Program. And my guests today share this unique option and what it means for you. So stay tuned for this episode of Basecamp Live. Mountains, we all face them as we seek to influence the next generation. Get equipped to conquer the challenges, summit the peak, and shape exceptionally thoughtful, compassionate, and flourishing human beings. We call it ancient future education for raising the next generation. Welcome to Basecamp Live. Now your host, Davies Owens. Welcome to Bates Camp Live here with Mr. Kelly Barber. How are you, Kelly? I am great. Good to see you again. It is good to be seen. All right, got a joke for you. I don't know if it's really a joke, but we'll make it a joke. Uh, a what riddle? Do you, yeah, yeah, a riddle. Let's do that. What do you get when you combine homeschoolers and five-day schoolers? Ooh, good question. I don't know. It's not two-and-a-half-day schoolers. Actually, it is. It's called The Bridge, The Bridge uh, Program. I thought you were going to say Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. No, that would be if I'd ask you, what do you get when you combine chocolate and peanut butter? Yeah, but like the best of both worlds. That's right. what I thought you were going to... Okay. Remember right. those ads back in the day? Oh, I loved them. Yeah. People bumping into each other and discovering that. Well, nobody bumped into each other and they discovered the bridge program. The good news is this is a, a podcast we've been eager to do. It's uh, a great profiling of a program that Amber School's running, but it's happening around the country and it's just the best of both worlds. You've got a population of homeschoolers out there. You got you grew up homeschooling. I did. I went. Home, I was homeschooled for several years along with my sisters, and I can tell you categorically, you turned out all right. Well, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. But beyond that, categorically, if there was something like this that was around, we would have definitely have invested in this. It would have been the perfect model of what our parents thought was important, yep. and what the opportunities were for this curricular, you know, specificity and and rigor and and man, I, yeah. it's a great opportunity for those so, folks that want to go this route. Yeah, so it's for homeschool folks that say, hey, we need, we want to be a part of a bigger community. We want to build things like the house program and things that some of the five day classical Christian schools offer. But gosh, the tuition's a lot more attractive at a different at a pricing point that's better um, flexibility kind of homeschool. Yeah, and parents so, who want to be more directly engaged on a day yep. in day out basis with their kids' education, yep. great. This is so a great it's it's been a win win. And I, we get calls all the time, folks saying, "Hey, well, how in the world do we do this um, at other schools?" And then we've got a lot of parents that are saying, "This is just this is the long lost solution we've been looking mm. for." So the interviews, uh, Mandy Moore and Melody Tracy, who are directing the program. Then we've got a, a mom who's. Uh, giving kind of firsthand testimony to to her journey, uh, Tiffany uh, Twait saying, "Hey, this is something that we were looking for, couldn't find, and it was like a oasis in the desert." And it's again, as you mentioned, it's something that the Ambrose School is doing, but other places are all doing. around. The, hopefully, this can be a great model. I for think folks it's to go after. Yeah, I think it's really replicatable. And just you know, final guest on the show, we've actually got a student, ninth grade student, bridge to verify that all the things the adults are saying <laughs> is actually true. So, all right, well, let's jump into this episode of Basecamp Live. Welcome to Basecamp Live. We are in a very full studio this morning here to talk about the Bridge Program. So let me introduce who's in the room with us here. Um, let's begin. Melody Tracy, Dean of the Ambrose Bridge Program. Welcome, Melody. Well, hello. How are you? Pretty good. It's good to have you here. Thank you. And <laughs> Mandy Moore right next to you. Mandy, you are the um, Assistant Dean. Yes. Good morning, Davies. Thanks for having us. I think you guys should be co-deans, but I'm glad that that worked out to you're the assistant so. we basically are codeines. codeines we do everything together it sounds like a, a medicine or something a codeine but at any rate i'm glad you two are here we have a lot to share to um, open up this idea of the bridge program and just so that we cover our whole gamut in the interview i wanted to make sure we 
actually get someone who's ac- actually a mom that's uh, part of it. So Tiffany Twait, welcome this morning. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Yeah, I want to hear more about you. You're, you've been around Bridge for about two years. Yes. And you've got a fourth, sixth, and eighth grader. That's correct. I got that right. Yeah, good. And speaking of students, we have a student in the studio too. Good morning. Silas, how are you? Good morning. Silas, good. what grade are you in? I am in ninth grade. Ninth grade. You know, my son, uh, full disclosure, is a ninth grader at the Bridge Program. Yeah, I had no idea. You had no idea. That, <laughs> that, that strange kid in your class, Bennett, that would be my son. Yeah, no, okay, good to know. Yeah, he's not really strange. He's a great kid. Well, let's, let's just jump in. Um, Melly, tell us a little bit about uh, just your background, because you have been, I think you were actually a, a, arguably a second-generation classical Christian schooler, so you have roots that go all the way back to... Andrew Kern days, right? And right, right. I was um, homeschooled all the way through K through 12. And in high school, um, Andrew Kern was actually working here at what was formerly known as Foundations Academy. And he started seminars for homeschoolers in the afternoon that were two days a week. And I was a part of that. So I got to experience kind of a bridge program in high school. Really interesting. And then you went on, then you went off and, and, did your educational time, came back and taught in a five-day program. Right. Taught here at Ambrose for almost 12 years. And then when this idea of the bridge program came around, it seemed like the perfect job to combine yeah. two of my experiences, both Ambrose and homeschooling. That's fantastic. So, yeah. so Mandy, you, you traveled all the way from the great state of Texas um, just to Idaho. But before you came, you had a lot of, lot of involvement in education. And as a mom, share a little bit of your story. Yes, um, my parents and grandparents are both educators, so education has always been a big part of my life. And I first came across uh, this idea of blending the home and the classroom um, when I began to look for educational opportunities for my own children. Yeah, so and then and you ended up starting a school. Yes, my husband and I were founders of Cross Classical Academy in Central Texas, um, which was a classical uh, university model school, very similar to the Bridge Program. So, so when we moved here, yeah. seemed um, very exciting what was going on, and I was happy to be a part of a team that helped launch the program. Yeah, we drug her into it actually because we knew she knew what she was doing. Well. It is, it is a very unique model, and I don't, we're going to talk, maybe we should kind of jump in as we talk about what is this thing. Um, you know, I think that the traditional challenge f- families face is you look out across the educational landscape with your child and you think, well, I've got, let's see, public school, maybe not there, private school, gosh, that, that looks good, private classical Christian, I'm really, that, that looks really good, but maybe for families, I, they think I just want to have a little t- more time at home. I'm always reminded that it was 50 years ago in the right. U.S., um, you didn't even start school till you were a sixth grader in first grade, and we Americans kind of over, got it, you know, better, faster, earlier. So then it went to kindergarten, and then it went to pre-kindergarten, and now I think before you, on the way home from the hospital, you're supposed to go enroll in pre-pre-pre-kindergarten. So <laughs> there's this huge cultural push to get started, and I think a lot of families say, you know, I really want to be more part of my child's life, and so homeschooling, of course, has been um, growing exponentially, and I think classical conversations. Is, a, is another organization out there with maybe like 100,000 students. And so it's a big deal, but now you've caught, a lot of families are caught between do I do a home or do I do the five-day? And along comes Bridge. So tell us more about how that, the solution there of the Bridge world. Well, that was the perfect combination that drew me to the model because um, as an educator, I knew how involved it was to homeschool your children and to do a good job. 
and that was very intimidating to me because I felt like I would need to be an expert in every area. Um, I also felt like it wasn't um, a complete benefit to my kids to be home all the time and not be able to discuss or interact in a classroom. And so really I was wanting them home with me. I wanted to be highly involved in their education, but at the same time I wanted them to have that community of learners and community of families that they yeah. that we were all learning together with. So, so just basic Bridge 101, Melody, what, how many days a week is it? How does it work and specifically? When are you at school, when are you at home, what does it look like? Yeah, so... Um, um, for the K through six, they're at school for two days a week, the Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then they're at home on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And our teachers write the lesson plans and then publish them on Friday afternoons the week before so that parents can kind of get ready if they need to for the week. Um, and then they follow those lesson plans that the teachers have provided. So um, it's not like a co-op in that, you know, you just come to the classes on those days and then do whatever you want to do at home. You do have to follow the lesson plans that we provided, but that's supposed to be a help to parents as well. Yeah. Um, and then that way the home days and the school days have a coherent flow to them as well. So is it, is it, how does it compare to the five day Ambrose curriculum or typical classical Christian school curriculum? Well, our goal is, um, since we're connected to the Ambrose uh, five-day program is that we're taking the curriculum that's at Ambrose and then turning it into reimagining it and turning it into um, basically what can we do for two days in the classroom and three days at home so both Mandy and I um, have taught at Ambrose and then we have tried to pilot especially some of the older classes to um, kind of think through how do we do this in a unique way so you have to be a creative thinker as a teacher to kind of uh, hmm, let's do this differently than the normal, typical five-day right. uh, progression. But it does work well as far as it's it's in a parallel world, so students yeah. can move between. I mean, right. you hope they don't rotate every year, but in terms of it is close enough. Yeah, we've actually had several families come from the five-day program into the bridge program, and then also families come into the bridge program and be like, oh, we like these home days so much, we want five of them. <laughs> so um, they've also gone over to the five-day program. So yeah, I think we've definitely benefited each other um, tremendously, for sure. Yeah. So so again, a little more history, Mandy. Is this, uh, you, you two could, could take credit for inventing this entire thing, but you mentioned this university model before. What? Where did this come from? A little bit more... Well, in 1993, the first university model school, Grace Preparatory Academy, opened in Arlington, Texas. And since then, uh, many schools, a lot of them in Texas, um, have opened since that time. And so the model has been around quite a while. Um, It's just been slow to grow as people have become um, more open and seeking other options Mm -hmm. recently. Um, And as the word has spread, um, NOMS is now in almost all 50 states and also international schools. And so um, that's how I first came across it. I had a friend with a daughter in a university model school in the Metroplex. And so once I knew she loved it, I started to investigate. I contacted the national office. I went and visited about five schools. And Veritas Academy in Austin became my mentor school and really showed me through the process and what to do and, and how to grow a classical hybrid model school. Yeah, and how many, I know you, the two of you we were saying before we went on the air are um, inundated with people saying, tell me more, tell me more. And we'll tell, you, we'll tell everybody later your personal phone number so people call you and ask you how to do this. But before then, um, there, is, there are lots of classical Christian schools that are looking at this saying this seems to be a great solution to be from the school side of it. I know 
Ambrose is, is struggles with just, we, we don't have room for everybody, so it's great. Right. I just was visiting with a friend, former Ambrose teacher, this week, um, looking at launching a school in Arizona. So it is very exciting to me to see this model open up to so many families across the nation. Yeah. I think um, just kind of what you had talked about before, that the benefits of this program where you have help as homeschoolers, that is just part of the reason mm -hmm. why it's growing so quickly. Um, but also our former headmaster, uh, Kirk Vanderleest, this was his um, kind of brainchild, the uh, bridge program. And his reason for doing this was he had been talking to a previous um, and another uh, headmaster at another classical school, and they were talking about how expensive classical education can be. And so one of the questions was, how could we provide classical education to a larger group of people? And one of it was, one of the ideas was how could we could share the teaching with parents. And so um, that's been one of the huge benefits, I think, for a lot of our families as well. Yeah, that's really good. That's, and you're right, from just a school standpoint, and it, you can actually double your... You actually have two whole schools in one because you can split the time out like that. So that right. Monday, Monday, Friday group or the Tuesday, Thursday group or however that works. So it's, that's really exciting. Well, let's, uh, Tiffany, uh, Twait, tell me a little bit of your story. So I want to hear kind of the mom side of this whole thing. So you know what we've been up to creating this. How did this, yes. how is this a solution for your family? Well, we had been homeschooling um, for about um, 16 or so years. Um, I have, we have a large family. We have seven kids. And that was all we had ever done. That was all we ever planned to do. And um, we just kind of found ourselves stuck. Um, I was I was tired. I was I was really starting to um, experience some burnout, and just really needed a little bit of help. And um, and uh, and this option um, was uh, just kind of in an offhanded way. I heard about it and um, made a phone call and I actually spoke with Mandy, or pardon me, uh, Melody for quite a while, <laughs> that first conversation, um, and really um, just felt like it would really be a good fit for our family. And um, so we ended up enrolling our three middle children who, as you said, are in fourth, sixth, and eighth grade this year. And um, it really has um, provided that help that I needed, um, kind of a just an emotional break for me, um, and uh, my kids have just thrived tremendously. That's They're doing great. Well, seven kids would yeah. that would be a <laughs> yeah. That's a full ha full house no matter what you're doing. But so we're, with curriculum, were you mm -hmm. basically having to just figure this out on your own? Were you part of a program or did you? No, we were always we we homeschooled completely independently. Wow. I, um, I put together our curriculum. I put together our schedule and, um, it was, it was invigorating. It was also very tiring. Yeah. So. No, I have a lot of respect. I mean, you're basically like, you were the, you're the head of school, the principal, the teacher, <laughs> yes. the custodian. I mean, you did everything. That was just, that's right. Laundry too. You had your own like, <laughs> Tiffany Academy. That's amazing. Yeah. The whole thing going on. Yes. But so, so this became just a great um, solution set. So you get so yes. you get this wonderful Mandy and Melody send you this Friday email with yeah. all of the, all of the <laughs> secret <laughs> recipes in there, and you just basically cook to the recipe. That's right. That's right. And and it just has provided a lot of um, peace for our family because there's no question anymore about what needs to be done. It's just mm. it's in front of us, and we have the time set aside, and so it's just just go to work. So do, was there a training? How did, how did, how did this alignment happen? Because I can imagine people are listening, thinking 
we all, I mean, homeschooling can be really amazing and it can be really challenging depending on the individual parent, just like schools yes. that we see. So and the how, children. And the, well, I wouldn't even bring that variable in. But yeah. Yes. But I would just think that's, it's innate, innately challenging just as a five-day school to get alignment around a curriculum with teachers and, I mean, with the parents, uh, sorry, with the teachers. Now when you jump to a, a model that in, in, invites the parents into that mm-hmm. how does alignment happen did you have summer school before just for the parents and then <laughs> and then you start the regular school I mean this is yeah. amazing yeah. <laughs> well we did have some orientation days um, that were very helpful we had a couple of days of um, uh, in service essentially with Mandy and Melody and um, they gave us all the information and then that was just kind of a trial and error walk it out yeah this is working this is not working communicate with the teachers um, and it, it really, it was pretty easy, really. Yeah. Everybody was willing to work with each other, and it, it really went pretty smoothly. I would have to say that first month is a lot of transition for yes. all families. <laughs> There's a little bit of a panic, but once yeah. we get past that first month and everybody's transitioned into it, it's, it goes better. So now, do, you give, do you give the parents a grade for their teaching expertise? Is there, um, are we starting that next year? Oh, yeah, definitely. We should definitely do that. Great idea. <laughs> I'm just amazed. I mean, it's really. I think we got that idea on Basecamp Live. Oh, really? Uh, report cards for parents. I believe that was that Russ Greg. Yes, thank you for listening to that. <laughs> Russ Greg Hope Academy. I, yeah, when you're in the inner city and you can uh, require. Of course, every teacher goes to the parents' home there, and then the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's. I, I've wondered how to pull that off. Well, and we um, have done a similar thing where if we have a family who is struggling, we do actually go to their home and help them. That's amazing. Um, kind of talk through what's happening at home and their schedule, yeah. and because there are so many variables, right. um, especially with uh, mom teaching her own kids, um, and sometimes <laughs> right. they need some external sure. help that way. Sure. So yeah, we've definitely done. Because I guess again, just the calibration, because our schools hold high standards around what we expect in our five-day classroom so to get that continuity would make sense so right. that makes sense and this is i should have said from the beginning bridget you've been doing this not even two years i mean this is super new right we are in the second half of the second year that's, like, that's really new yeah yeah we were 50 um students the first year and we're 90 students this second year wow. so we're hoping to be about 110 yeah for our third year. Well, I waited to wait to do the podcast just to be sure it was really going to work, but it really is working <laughs> and it's amazing. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to see if it's really working because we're going to hear directly from Silas to kind of verify if this thing is truly what we've cracked it up to be. So we'll be right back with Basecamp Live. Hey, Kelly, it's a break here in the middle of our Basecamp Live podcast, and I just want to take a moment and convey to everyone listening how much I appreciate hearing from people out there. It really is encouraging to know who's listening and where and what state of the world they are with regard to classical education. It is hugely encouraging. It is. I mean, I don't mind just talking to you, but it is good to hear from other people. So thank you for all of you who've taken just a moment and dropped us an email, info at basecamplive.com. Some of you are emailing just to say um, hello, which is great. Some of you are... Um, telling your stories, and that's really a blessing to us. A lot of you who just say, I want to tell you my story personally or as our school is transitioning into classical Christian, we want to know what's happening in your world. Um, for some of you, it'd be great to get you on the Climber series, but it's a, I'm humbled. I mean, literally, we are getting emails. got one just last week from a classical Christian school in North Africa. I'm not even allowed to say where because they're in a pretty mm. challenging environment, mm. but blessings to these guys. They looked all around at various forms of education and said, this is what mm. we need to do to affect 
change for Christ in this part of the world. Well, and, and again, the whole notion of base camp, right, is we're getting together, we're, you know, kind of stocking, taking stock and figuring out what we can do to help each other out. There's a couple conferences this summer you're going to be yep. at. There's some more opportunities there. Yeah, we're going to be on the road. If you're attending the ACCS conference, uh, please join us. We're going to have an entire stage set up. Kelly, you're going to be there with me. We're going to literally, we've never done this before. It's going to be just like a rolling live. We're going to have a live audience. I don't know, we'll probably do a dozen podcasts. So wow. it will be a lot of great interaction uh, there at the conference, and then we'll be at the SCL conference in Austin this summer, so getting around these great gatherings of classical Christian folks. But please drop us an email. We'd love to hear your story, and we'd love to uh, be of support to you. I'm increasingly doing more and more just consulting and coming alongside schools, so uh, reach out to us, info at basecamplive.com. Welcome back to Basecamp Live here in the studio talking about the bridge program. And we left with the question, we, all of us adults are talking about how amazing it is, but I want to know from a student perspective, Silas, tell me a little bit about uh, your life. Let's say maybe before the bridge, what were you doing? Um, so pretty much my entire life before bridge, um, I was just homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did and you, yeah. And that was... And you slept till like 10 in the morning all the time? And the <laughs> not not really. No. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely um, all at home. So it was a lot um, working a little bit more on my own pace. Yeah. Um, but a lot more independent work and obviously not really any class yeah. time. Yeah. No bells would ring in the kitchen or anything. You'd no. Move from the living room to the den and that kind of thing? No. 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 So, so tell me about Bridge. When you started Bridge, you started first year. Yes. So you're, you're, Which wasn't that long ago. I know. I'm trying to make out like this has been going for centuries. So anybody listening, like the good news is we're figuring it out as we go, but it's really rolling. And so, so talk, just walk me through a day in the life of Bridge. So when you have a, a Bridge day and you come into school, you're wearing a uniform. Yes. And okay, I just want to make these people just cover the basics here. Yeah. And, you're, and you're going class to class. Just walk me through the day. What happens? You walk in the door. What happens? Um... Let's see. What has happened? Um, well. I mean, how many periods? So, like, normal periods you're going through in the day? From one yes, to the next? Yes. Okay. We go from one class to another. Um, yeah, we usually start the day with an elective, like art, and then we'll usually have math or science or logic, usually in the beginning. Our humanities are normally after lunch. It's a full day. Yeah. Um, I have lots of different teachers at yeah. my level. Yeah, and so I, and people, we should probably explain too. In this, in the case here, we're fortunate to be able to have property across the street at a church that we're currently right. renting from. Although you do take a number of your classes in the main school building here. Yes, um, because the main school building isn't big enough to fit everybody. We'll have some classes over here at the main school building and some at the church across the street. Right. That right. Is. So what's, what's it been like to be with lots of other students? Is that a good thing? Um, that is a good thing. I think the ability to have class discussions and um, have teachers, and other views other than just your parents and the curriculum you use at home is good. Yeah. Um, and not that I think that it's bad to be at home. I think it's good. Yeah. But I think having a mix is really a yeah. good environment. That's really, and so talk about the social life. Now, if, if the house program is something that m many of our classical mm -hmm. Christian schools are part of, um, and it's, of course, just a way for our students to interact socially and they compete in athletics, and you guys had a retreat at the beginning of the year. Talk about that. How many houses are there? Um, well, we have two houses for the bridge program. 
Um, but in some ways, I can't operate as one just because right now it's a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice because it helps combine the different grades into like different communities almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's nice having the grades interact with each other a lot. Right. Because I think that's yeah. Um, yeah. healthier than just um, each grade just being by themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a good way to have some bit of competition and yeah. fun in between different people and right. grow the like community spirit of it. And I think it's one of the most amazing things because typically in a homeschool environment, you don't have, you may have, you know, get together at the playground or something or, or react or interacting together, but to be able to have the, the benefits of what's typically in a full five day program and a house program is really great. Right. So, yeah. um, so many Melly, what is that? How is that? How has the house program been a benefit to the program from your perspective? Well, this is actually our first year with the house program. I mean, our school's only two years old, but um, we just started it this year because we had enough um, seventh through ninth graders. And next year we're adding 10th grade. So um, we'll have even more. Um, But yeah, it's been during lunch. They um, compete in athletics and then they have been doing unity projects where they help keep our building clean, which is fantastic. We have um, some of the Houses will open doors for the kids in the morning or go read to kindergartners. Um, So it really just builds a community throughout the whole school, which is actually one of our really big values is that we're families coming to this, right? And so they're being educated at home together as a family, and we want to continue that family environment even during the uh, class days um, where we have this idea of we're not just isolated to our own grade, but we're also um, interacting and helping each other across the grades. Yeah, and that's one of the distinctives of being, again, in a in an actual right. gathered community, right. which is just, yeah. yeah. So. And so, and we've also been doing community service as well yeah. um, as a school. So yeah. yeah, I think it's been, we only have, like I said, two houses right now and um, you've got it, some combined grades. I mean, again, yeah. but you, so, you get to say everything's doubled. I mean, you can just act every, we've doubled since last year. You say exactly. that all the time and it's very yeah. impressive. Well, what is the difference in the high school? So, so as you're in ninth grade, you're in the bleeding edge with my son Bennett up there, the right. upper school leadership house leaders and all of those great things. What, what's the difference? What do you guys do differently in the high school? Um, well, I think probably the most significant and obvious up front is that we'll go an extra half day on Wednesdays. Okay. So it's not full day, but for some of the subjects like writing and math and logic that are a little bit trickier, yeah. it's nice to have extra class time to work on those. Yeah. And which makes sense because I mean that would be an obvious question is can you right. can you do it all in the same shorter time? So. Right, and that's one of the questions we get from parents a lot is when you start to get into the upper level math, upper level sciences, yeah. that you know the question is, well, I don't have those skills. How am I going to help my student um, yeah. do those subjects at home? And so that's why we added that extra half day to just give them a little bit of an extra boost. Yeah. We also do some flipped classroom stuff where we um, might have send home. Uh, post on our lesson plans videos for students to watch. Um, We actually have some teachers who also create videos like our history um, teacher. He actually creates different history lectures that he then also uses for students at home as well. So we try to be creative um, to help out our parents Mm. on some of these as we start to get into more the difficult grades. Yeah, and and that's I guess, do you see a lot of families that have done kind of a, maybe a K-6 at home and then realize that doing the turning the kitchen into a chemistry lab is not going to be easy and need, yeah. need some help? So, yeah. our, our biggest classes tend to be fifth and sixth grade because yeah. of that sudden realization of, oh, this is getting 
this is getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not phonograms anymore. Yes. Right. So how, what is it like to, to have people migrate in at different points? Because you've got Latin's another point of, of right. newness for families, right? Right. No, I mean, it's it's challenging right now because we're young. Um, and so like even in our Latin class, you know, we have kids coming in. Half of our kids this year in our um, upper level Latin class have never had Latin before. And they, and they <laughs> and, write to upper level. That's pretty impressive. Well, I mean, they yeah. they have to go with the high schoolers. So yeah. um, so it does become challenging. But part of our goal is to make it doable for families. So with our Latin, we do a spoken Latin so that kids can come in and pick up things quickly. It's not like they needed to know years and years of grammar um, previous to it. And um, yeah, it's it's challenging, but it's really good. Yeah, we keep working with it. So so just as time's gonna be short here on us, but I want um, Tiffany. Any other comments from you? I'm just curious, kind of again from the from the mom side of things. Any advice for someone that's listening? Um, what what would you encourage them as you think about the bridge program? Well, I think it is, it's just a, it's a great blend of both the classical Christian education and homeschooling. And I really think it is the best of both worlds. And you get, you get that home time, you get um, some support from teachers in the, the classroom setting. And I, I, I really think it's a, it's a benefit, um, certainly to our family and I think to mm-hmm. the families that are coming to bridge and and what are, are there's some unique challenges maybe that you'd face as a bridge parent that what that maybe were I mean it's it just because it too is a different model so it is um, yeah there's there's a learning curve for sure yeah. um, and and it is not it's it's not easy I mean it's there's still there's challenges um, I don't think any educational model is easy yeah um, but um, but they're, they're challenges that are worth, uh, working yeah. for and, and, um, and getting through. Right. Well, I love that. And I can speak, you know, as a, as a bridge parent, I know my wife and I really appreciate the community because you're, you're really never alone and there's lots of yes. Google files and emails flying back and forth all That's the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for good or fail. <laughs> for good or no. Well, I've actually, it, it's been great because you all have actually pioneered. It's a whole nother podcast just on the administrative side of the bridge program, but just some really fantastic work looking for efficiencies and communication in ways that sometimes the 25 year old established school is not nearly as, as nimble at, at communication and, and connecting with parents. So I think a lot has been accomplished. Uh, Mandy and Melly, just kind of some thoughts on folks who are trying to, find one of these or start one of these or what, what does one do bridge.com where do you go <laughs> what do you do um, i do think um researching online is helpful yeah. um the national association of university model schools or even the ambrose school website and the bridge section on there um i think you really can't replace getting eyes on the mm-hmm. on the classroom though so i would say if you're local and you're interested you should um, call and set up a day that you can come tour yeah. and see our classrooms firsthand so if you're not near boise idaho and there are a lot of people just near boise but are there other schools that you know of nationally that are classical christian i mean i know there are university schools out there what what do you yeah so on the website i would go to either accs and look there and or you could also look at national association of university model schools and they have school directories so okay. more than likely, uh, there would be a classical model pretty close to most people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Let, let me I just, I, I think we know where to go find the resources. I want to be sensitive to the fact that you all do the open houses often. You have lots yeah. of parents with questions. 
Have we missed a question maybe that would be helpful to address? Because I think there's lots of things that are brought up in those meetings as new families are exploring this that would be, uh, might be helpful. Um, I, I think we've probably covered most of the, the main points. I think probably my most favorite part <laughs> of Bridge is just how um, the kids are excited to come to class every day because um, it's not the norm. So they're not coming five days a week, so it's a little bit easier to get up in the morning and come and to be a part See, of that I would community. think every day would be a Monday, see, because it's always a start. <laughs> Don't look at it that way. Oh, every, you have to be positive. It could positive. be every day is a Friday. <laughs> Let's do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> we do call Tuesday Bridge Mondays. Is that what, so, yeah, that yes, makes sense. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I think one of the things we've kind of covered this, it does... I think take away from some of the flexibility of a homeschooler family that, mm -hmm. you know, can kind of do, you know, whatever they want to do, literally. I mean, as a homeschooling mom, you do have the ability to say, we're going to do school on this day or we're not going to do or school on this day. Or take a week off and go tour exactly. the Grand Canyon or something. Right. right. So, yeah. so take some of that away. But that, again, all that also has benefits, too, in that it keeps you yeah. regular and structured and, and that kind of stuff. So there's... I don't know, you just you have to kind of weigh what is best for our family mm -hmm. in that. And it's not a perfect school for everyone, sure. but um, it has definitely, I think, helped a lot of families. I would want to add to that, that it is one of our top values at Bridge to make things doable for families. Yes. We don't ask families to be superhuman. And so we really try to boil classical education down to the essentials yeah. and focus deeply on those things. Yeah. And we, we try to do in all of our planning um, what will benefit our parents the most and our families the most, not our teachers. And so one example of that is we rotate through the history timeline as a school so that around the dinner table all the siblings have that commonality. And it's very hard on teachers to switch history curriculum right. every, every, every year. Yeah. It's new. But... Um, it has worked really well. It's allowed us to do things as a campus, like a medieval day across the grade levels. And so I just feel like it is a very special school community that's, that's very close. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, kind of final word I'm going to give to Silas. Silas, I want you to think for a moment, what is like one of the best bridge moments that's happened since you've been there? Maybe it was a house retreat or maybe it was just like an amazing math lesson. Or can you think of just kind of a highlight of bridge that uh, maybe just would give us a, a story that you could tell? Um, let's see. I'm sure there are many. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably your amazing teachers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just threw this question on you. But yeah, I think about like the retreat. That was a pretty amazing thing. Yeah, the retreat was fun. I think, yeah, the retreat's nice. Um, I think what's great about it is we went up into the mountains, we went rafting, and then we ate, we played some games. And I think it's great to way to see that all the grades and there's a sense of community. So if you think of it like from the homeschooling point of view, it adds a sense of community. Yeah. And I think that is a big plus to it. Um, and then if you look at the other side, um, that we can be at home some of the time, I think it's really important because ultimately it makes the family side mm -hmm. of your life just as important yeah. or more important than your the school side and yeah. being with your friends, being with your parents, hearing their views, discussing with them, um, yeah. and being with your siblings um, because I think that's more important than just being with your peers and your friends all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think being able to see, like with the 
retreat, we can go and have a community separate, but the family's more important. That's really well said, Silas. I mean, back to every day is Friday. Because then when you go home on your Friday, and I'm serious, when you're home, it, you're, bringing, you're bringing something back into your family, a richness that you wouldn't have had had you just been together the whole time. And then vice versa, when you go to school, there's perspectives that you've gained with your family. Because, you know, the average American family, unfortunately today, I think that statistics are like, it's certainly less than a minute that the average family in America spends in any kind of meaningful conversation other than don't forget your soccer bag, you know, as you walk out the door. And think think about the level of conversations you guys have on your home days. It's really beautiful to see these two working in tandem. So it's good, good. Uh, well, thanks so much for being a part of this. Yeah. We we're really glad. We'll have to have you back on and get the... Uh, when you've doubled everything again and you'll be like twice as old in two more years when we can find out what's going on. So, well, thanks so much. Excited to see what God's doing in the midst of the bridge program. And hopefully this will be encouragement to people around the country to, to take a chance in doing something really unique like this. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Basecamp Live. You know, raising the next generation of young people isn't easy but we'd like to offer you some opportunities to join your fellow travelers in this journey of ancient future education. Hey, Kelly, you know what's really exciting? We just added to the website, basecamplive.com, a whole section that's uh, designed around getting the word out. It's called Start Here. If you're new, it tells you how to get fully subscribe to it. If you're a school leader, um, you can you can link on to your school website and kind of get updates every time we do a new show is released. It appears on the school website. That's kind of, that's kind of exciting. And one of the things that I'm really excited about is this new climbers idea that we're putting together. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just simply, we want to hear stories. I mean, the, what, what I'm humbled by are the number of people literally around the globe who are saying there's a better way to raise the next generation and they're jumping in whatever their context is. And we want to know what you're doing and kind of how you discovered this. And we're just going to create some kind of smaller little vignettes of stories of people. And uh, so, yeah, info at basecamplive.com. Let us know what your story is. Yeah, we don't have to do this alone. Info at BasecampLive.com. That sounds great. All right. Thanks for joining us and see you at the next episode. Well, welcome to the Basecamp Live Climbers series. This is a brand new thing we're going to start. We've had a request out for some time for listeners to share their stories. So I have on the line Jessica Deagle. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, how are you, Davey? I'm doing well. So you've been listening to Basecamp Live for a while, it sounds like. Yes, probably two or three years now, thanks to a recommendation by someone through our school. Great. Well, tell me about your school. Where Where are you? All right. So my kids and I all, we're all at Oak Hill Classical Academy in Decula, Georgia, um, a little bit northeast of Atlanta. And um, when we enrolled them there, I decided it was too good a thing to miss out on. So I got a teaching job there as well. So we're all there. That's, that worked out well. Yes. So, where, tell, so where were you before? What was your... So um, we, I'm actually from this area of Gwinnett, but my husband and I had been pastoring for years up in Virginia. And um, we were not part of any school. We um, were homeschooling at that time, and um, but I was homeschooling classically and figuring out how to do it. Um, so, so you didn't myself, you actually. didn't grow up with class. This whole classical Christian thing was totally new to you when you started homeschooling. Totally new. I, in fact, when I discovered it at a um, at a homeschooling convention, I thought, oh my goodness, there must only be a select few of us who know about it because it's so amazing. But I'd never heard of it. Okay, and then and then you ended up there um, in a community where Oak Hill is, and you guys jumped into the the full school five day a week yes. school. Okay. So when we moved to um, Georgia, I literally sat down at my computer and Googled 
is there a classical school near me? And Oak Hill came up. That's fantastic. So what's it done for your family? What impact has the school made? Well, I would say um, as much as I loved homeschool and my kids, we felt alone so much of the time, even though we were doing some good co-ops um, and my kids began to say, I want co-op five days a week. And I realized I needed that too. So being at an actual classical school is, it's almost like having a second church family because we're all um, pursuing the same goals together. And we're, we're endeavoring to raise our children in a set apart way. And it's, it's hard enough doing that in a group. Um, so I sure didn't want to do it alone anymore. Yeah. So, so are there, can you think of a story or time where you thought, okay, I'm watching something in the life of my child that is totally a direct uh, result of them being in this community? Well, actually, so uh, just this weekend, um, this is not academic, it's athletic. My daughter got hurt in a basketball game. And I'm telling you, all of her friends, we wound up leaving to go get the arm x-rayed. And I was being texted. We were being prayed for. Um, her little friends were um, calling to check on her. And I just thought, it's so nice to be doing life together with people that love us. That and is, we've only been there a couple of years. So that's these communities are like families. That's really encouraging. Wow. And so uh, any what encouragement would you have for a family that's maybe exploring or stepping into this whole classical Christian uh, school world? Okay, so I would say you have to be willing to recognize this is a whole new paradigm. It's not just doing school um, with more emphasis on Bible or Latin or Shakespeare. It, it is completely readjusting your priorities and the idea that you want to form and shape your children through school, and that school is not a side issue. It's our main issue that we're using as a tool within our family. So the school is essentially doing the same thing you're trying to do at home. That's very encouraging. And do you feel like you're increasingly kind of countercultural to the, those around you? I mean, do you find that this... Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yes. What do you think? Um, well, you know, it's so great to have positive peer pressure um, and have, because my kids feel different enough already, you know, but when you get surrounded in these communities and you realize they're wanting to do life in a very similar way as you do, um, it's so encouraging to your kids to not feel like their parents are the only strict ones or weird ones, or, um, the ones that don't let you have a social media account at a certain age, or they're monitoring those things. So the positive peer pressure helps. It sure um, does. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. Well, Jessica, thanks so much for being a great listener and an encourager, and, and thank you for your uh, commitment to, to classical Christian education there at Oak Hill. It's really encouraging to hear what God's doing around the country in the lives of people. Yes, well, we're thankful for our school, and I give a big shout-out to all of them, and I thank you for having this because we as parents, we need it. We need these tools daily coming in our podcast inbox so we can be encouraged. All right. Well, thanks, Jessica. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye.